Skittles. So this morning I was listening to um, the podcast from Ian and uh, Andy talking about blended families and the guys has asked us to do the second part. Um, and so Andy looked like this like supreme host. He had it all sorted. He's like, my name is, and we're here for, why don't you just introduce yourself? And I'm like, I don't think I've got that in me. It's, I couldn't be a supreme host master like he is. Fonz, we sh you should be the host master with your glittery jacket. Yeah, I need to go take that out. Um, I was thinking that we should maybe just introduce ourselves, but I was thinking more we should introduce ourselves and then just say um, a little bit what experience we have of blended families. And so I, I'm different in the sense that I've not really been in a blended family, but my kids were part of a blended family. So they would go for the weekends. And um, so I see it from a different perspective in the holidays and be with their other family. And so I remember the first time my kids went off to play happy families with somebody else's family, which was my family. And it was like absolutely devastating. And so some of the stuff that the guys were talking about <clears throat> in their podcast, um, I remember, but it was like, I was the flip side. I was on the side of the, 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 other, the other part of the coin in that sense. So not part of a blended family, but having to deal with it. What about you, Fonz? Yeah, um... I was brought up, my mum and dad were married. Um, my dad died, my mum's still alive. So um, I wasn't in a blended family that way. But when I got together with my now husband, I had uh, two children from previous relationships and my husband had three children. And I think about four years ago, uh, their mum sadly uh, suddenly passed away. And then the three boys, came um, and, and lived with us so um yeah we've got quite a big blended family um, lots of different personalities characteristics uh, we've had the added I guess thing of dealing with the grief and what that's looked like as well so it's because your your family's like you sort of had blended family with Mark and then you were just getting used to it. And then you had to totally flip the sides over where it was like blended family and, and you were the, on the other side. And what about you, Tashk? Yeah, so um, blended family in the sense of have a very wonderful um, dad who came into my life when I was six um, and has very much been a dad to me. Um, yeah. So I remember sitting with my, like, I was sitting with, it's one of those scheme family stories that you would say brother-in-law, but actually there's no relative at all, right? And I remember, um, but his his son was my nephew. And I remember he says to me, um, are you really mad at me that I'm, I'm taking this role? I'm not doing a very good job of being his dad. And I remember my answer was, I was quite surprised he'd said that. But also I remember my answer thinking, actually DNA doesn't make a dad. One of the things the guys were saying this morning um, was uh, like really interesting. Ian was talking about Ian was talking about what it was like um, having somebody else. Like he was responding from a dad perspective when he was trying to discipline the kids and how Rachel responded to that. And so, Fonz, I'd been your like one to one before you went to Grace Mount, and so I know some of this. Mm. How was it? Was it hard for you to? Let's just talk discipline. Like, was it hard for you to let Mark discipline your kids? And did you trust him straight off? Like, what did that look like? 
yeah um yeah i'm just conscious that people are watching and they'll be coming from obviously lots of different complicated situations um yeah but one of the the major things is i was a sinner a new christian dealing with my own sin um insecurities i've been a single mom I think Ian said it on the podcast, very much like a, a lioness, you know, these are my cubs. Not very good at dealing with conflict myself, in myself, dealing with my own kind of struggles and mental health, and then bringing that into a marriage and a relationship. And I had an expectation of when I came to faith, I guess, thinking, oh, everything's going to be perfect now. We're going to have this godly life and it's going to be, you know, we're going to be sitting all reading the Bible, all the kids are going to submit, I'm going to submit. Um, and that just wasn't the case and actually children figure out very quickly if there's any disunity I mean in a marriage anyway you know and with parenting and I think you've got that added aspect of almost like you feel automatically a loyalty to pick sides so there was an oversensitivity to like why are you pulling him up for that you know and and then it would kind of bubble on to the point where it was causing conflict in our marriage and I guess one of the things for me was yeah, within, I guess, the church and my own thinking that people were thinking, um, you know, when people pray in the prayer meeting, oh, we pray for the dysfunctional families and it can kind of give you a lot of shame and you think um, I'm not that stereotypical, you know, two Christian parents bringing up the children. Um, but actually that's our own our own struggles that we bring um, to the church environment. But then I was thinking, I always go back to John 4 and Samaritan lady. I mean, goodness, she had a train wreck of relationships and Jesus just went straight, you know, to the brokenness, to the fact that she'd been seeking and looking for uh, that. She was thirsty. She was looking for that restoration, that relationship with God. And, and that was the thing that then brought, I guess, I'd imagine she went away and, and there was still like a lot to be done there. Um, it said she had five husbands and, and the new man wasn't a husband. We don't know if she had kids. But I guess when we think about our family functioning, the only reason why our families function is because it's built on that solid foundation of Christ. And that's the same as every other family. But there are unique struggles in that. Um, yeah, the biggest one would be disunity between the parents and our understanding of how to parent and yeah when you said about Mark coming in and assuming that role I don't think I probably gave him enough credit for the responsibility of that and actually like enough praise for the fact that he was literally coming in and stepping in and doing the day-to-day -day, um parenting instructing being there for the kids um it is sacrificial love it's a choice that you make. It's not, oh, well, this is my kid. I've got to kind of, you know, do it. It's actually daily sacrificial loving that child. And it's just a great picture of the gospel. It's redemption. Right, so I want to revisit a question. So we all know that yeah. we're sinners. So let's say that is a must. And none of us ever deal, deal with things like 100% right. So I know that in every situation, there's, it's particularly between... Um, a husband and a wife, there's there's two sets of sin baggage coming to play. So let's take that as read. But what was it like for you the first time, like Mark disciplined um, Cameron and you didn't like what he did? Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm, I'm not up for that. You've just disciplined my son. And actually I wouldn't have done it that way. Yeah, um, 
a lot of mistrust, I guess, um, just from maybe not having that before, that father figure um, in their life. So I guess quite suspicious um, and then not seeing it as a loving kind of rebuke or boundaries that he was trying to put in. It was like a personal insult to me that, yeah, it felt like he was getting on at me. But then of course, after that, then it can cause conflict in the marriage. You know, if you've not got that unity, um, then it can very quickly become a source of, yeah, a lot of arguments and, and struggles, especially in the early days, uh, definitely, because it's almost like um, you have that loyalty to the child, like the child, it was almost like, you know, I'm gonna pick his side um, and just jump on and in defense. Um, and actually that wasn't very helpful because children do just quickly realize, oh, hang on a minute, I can play on this. Um, so now the thing that we deal with, yeah, they, they just know, but um, now we're like, right, there's a situation, we're gonna speak about this together. Then we're gonna come back and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about things and we make sure we're coming from the you know same page so that they can see that. I remember the first time that my kids went, were disciplined in a way that I didn't like. I mean, I was like absolutely raging. I mean, I'd like to tell you there was like um, wise speaking going on, but in my head, I mean, I was like, I was, I was mad. So it was difficult because you'd spend up, you, your life and your kids, you um, try to bring them up in a, a right and a just way. You're all speaking God into their lives. But when they went to their other family, um, it was like everything you said was the exact opposite. It was undone. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think half the stuff that came back, you, you're like, this is, and you have no, the biggest part was the fact that I had no say at all in how uh, my kids were being brought up. And so you do feel like, I got it when Ian was talking about this lioness. Um, I was like a mama bear wanting to like growl and protect her kids all at the same mm -hmm. time. Um, and you're right, it does feel a bit like we're being over, overly protective. Um, I mean, definitely feel like that about um, my kids. So what do you think are, Tasha, what do you think are some of the blessings of being part of, or because you've worked with a lot of kids and families that are part of blend, uh, bless, uh, blended families, what, what kind of blessings are you, are you seeing? And then what kind of challenges do you see there also? I guess part of just one of the biggest blessings is people gain a family you know in a sense of <clears throat> you gain someone else's whole other family whether it's a gran a nana loads of uncles loads of cousins and especially when you're in schemes you're everyone's just interrelated in a sense you know like whether it's through marriage or that's my stepdad or you know that's or for lots of people you know we don't typically use this saying half brother half sister stepbrother stepsister they're just your family you know they're your dad they're your brother you're your sister sister and I just think that's for lots of them that's just yeah they have a family they've had someone who has taken them on and loves them as you know as a, a mom or dad should um shows them the things that are stereotypical of you know so when I look back at like my dad was the one who taught me how to ride a bike you know and so he done all these dad things which makes him my, you know, which makes him my dad. We're not, maybe not related via DNA or blood, but he done the things that dads are supposed to. Like if they came in a manual, that's what they would do. You know, yeah. teach us to swim, teach us to ride a bike, um, 
you know, and I guess, yeah, I have a whole whole other family because of his relationship with my mum. And yeah, I think that I think that's probably the biggest blessing. Um, I guess some of the challenges are, and I was just I was sitting, I was like thinking when you girls were talking about being the mum who doesn't allow other people to discipline. I think just very briefly, being a child whose mum didn't let their dad really discipline was really it was it had quite a big like impact because I mean I grew up not there was lots of areas of disrespect because I didn't have to because I knew my mum would step in I knew I could get away with certain things because I knew my mum would like you know defend me even if I was in the wrong um and it cost you know caused lots of conflict there and um you know it's yeah it's been hard work to to try and repair some of that as a Christian adult now when I look back um, and I guess maybe that's the same challenge for other kids and you know it is I guess maybe one of the challenges is you um you know I didn't really know anyone that was married growing up everyone just like most people I know come from a blended family mm. the challenge is just that and um a lot of people just don't know who their biological dad is or maybe their biological mum or things like that. And so I guess maybe part of the challenge is not really knowing things. Um, and so therefore it can cause problems when you're older. And I was literally just having this conversation yesterday. With some, um, so I was having this, and I'm only thinking because I had this conversation yesterday with some of our older teens. So there's a young girl who's been coming to church and it turns out that we're actually got similar we've got the same family members but we're not related because it's different sides of family and then there's marriage and we were just talking about the fact that I remember growing up my mum my dad always used to joke and now I'm an adult I know he was actually being serious never date anyone from Nidri because you might be related to them do you know and I just think of some like some like big families and blended families like that you know that there's just so many cross wires when you become older or things that you just think are normal and then you mm. know to be an adult and you're like that's that's not actually normal or you know and yeah I don't even know if that answered your question this is I actually found that what is a blended family a really interesting question mm. so my family I don't know about you but I mean you girls are probably the same so my scheme family so the way I grew up we didn't just have a mum and a dad and two kids although Biologically, that's what my family consists of. But I mean, my cousin lived with us for a long time. And so even though she's my cousin, I still think of her as my sister, even though she wasn't like my mum and my dad's, yeah. which is weird. But then also we had all this fake family. I mean, this is it's only a scheme thing that we'd understand this. Yeah. So I, mean, I have another mother, which nobody understands, but you then have to explain. And I have... Um, a, a fake brother who I would think of as a brother because we grew up, but there's no biological relationship at all. And even though there's three brothers, there's only one of them that I think of. I mean, they're like, you would think of them as family, but there's only one I would think actually belongs to, to us. Mm. And it's in a sense, it's not a, two separate families that are like being married that have divorced and come together, but it's, it's blended. I think that's like I think that's a really beautiful thing though because actually I feel like it in a way reflects when you become a Christian you gain a whole new family do you Mm. know I think there's like aspects of that that people that there's like the key things like loyalty trust these are the things that actually create like he is like your brother because of 
he's behaved like a brother towards you you know he's looked after you he's protected you and I like I just remember we have like I have loads of aunties who are not actually aunties and I am an auntie like that. Yeah, I know. Many children, do you know, like, I just think of little Isla Constable and I remember she said to her friends, this is my auntie Tasha, Aww. she's not my real auntie, but she's like my auntie. <laughs> and I just remember like that, I think that's just the same thing. Like, you know, uh, you just grow up with people and then it's not until somebody says, well, how are they your cousin? And you're like, um, well, they just are, you know, <laughs> yeah. just they are my cousin, they are my auntie. Yeah. So then I started thinking to myself, like, does it matter? Because we're talking about disciplining kids. And so, and part of that's within a family setting. But within that, then I, I would have been disciplined and disciplining. Like, and so I couldn't work out, apart from the fact that it was like two married people coming together in the end is what I decided and they were bringing their kids together, um, made it blended. But for ages, I was thinking about that this morning, that actually a lot of scheme families are blended naturally because that's just how we do life mm. yeah. fake aunties fake brothers and fake sisters and yeah. um, I also remember which one was scarier and my fake mum was scarier than my real mum <laughs> um, that about your mum though Shabba like she I was always like yes Margaret <laughs> oh. like she was like this granny that was like you just listened to and you respected you valued what she had to say you would have gone to the end of the earth for you as well percent it is true though there's there's benefits where you like I mean we joke about this like fake daughter thing but um it's, it's there um so one of the questions the guys have got is um do you have any advice for the people who are part of a blended family and what would it be so one pick one thing that you wished somebody had said to you before like or what would be the one? So, what would be the one thing you'd say to somebody getting married phones to think about that's going to have a blended family? And Tash, what about you from the kids' perspective? What would what advice would you give to the parents about like growing up? Who wants to start? Phones. I'm just going to launch it and give you the go. <clears throat> I think the main thing would be unity between parents within the marriage and in the parenting being really conscious of the fact that that is going to be an area that's going to be a massive struggle Um, so I think the main bit of advice would be probably parenting decisions need to be made together you need to come to a united point together away from the children think it through pray about it you know and make these decisions um and then go and do the, the parenting um so yeah less likely to kind of do parenting yeah and also I mean talk through the situations where you're gonna have to do the parenting you know straight away think through what that's going to look like and yeah, I guess talk to each other about um, the motivations behind that, you know, the motivations behind your parenting is that you want to bring them up in the fear of the Lord and, and having that, the unity in Christ, isn't it? We've, we're coming from that same place. So, yeah, that would be my, so, my big area. When you and Mark first got together, did you do like, um, did you sit down and talk about this stuff? Or did you just think, come on, we'll work it out in the hoof? No. Um, and what about the first time he told one of your kids off? How did you respond to that? I chucked him out. Did yeah. you? 
well do you know what sanctification I mean the first time obviously tucked him out and then it got to the point where he was getting tucked out but sort of sitting in the car um yeah so I feel like you're a work in progress aren't you you know you kind of react to these situations and then the further on you get trust the trust needs to be yeah built up um yeah it's a re- we talked about that before, though. It is a really interesting. Um, it's, it's, I think one of the hardest things is um, trusting your kids into the care of somebody else and thinking that they care about them just as much as you do. Mm. Um, and it is definitely one of the hardest things. Um, Tashka, what about from a like parents thinking about their kids? I mean, we. Sometimes I, I watch parents and they want to overcompensate and um, it's like they're, they're already anticipating the hard stuff and they're planning how they're going to make it better for their kids. Mm-hmm. When sometimes kids need to realise that like life actually sucks sometimes. So it's like we want to protect them from everything all the time. Um, if you were to give one sage piece of advice, what would it be? I think um, just going off of what Fawn said earlier, that children really do know what's going on, do you know, in the terms. And so they need, to, they, need that, they need to hear it from you so that they know, you know, in obviously a child-friendly way what, what's going on. Because if not, kids, you know, where kids are sinners, they easily latch on to, mm. I know I'll get away with this, with this person or this parent. And I know if I say this to my mum, it'll make her flip or you know annoyed or something and you can really use it to manipulate situations and I'm talking like you know I am talking for experience of being like I knew exactly what buttons to press and and part of it is you know I think it's just so important to have the conversation of this is what's going on and they I think as a parent you need to say we're both equal like mum doesn't carry more authority than dad or dad doesn't carry more authority of being like you know so when my mum told me do something I would do it because to me she was the authority giver if my dad asked me to do it I'd just be like no no you you do it you know or somebody else can do it or you know because often you know it was often my mum that would give out the discipline and so therefore you know she was the only one that I was really being like right have to do this if she's asking so I think it does go whole back to the whole kids need to know the unity is happening and not just having a conversation just used to you know but actually saying the respect needs to go for both adults mm. for both parents or an auntie or whatever you know I think that would be the, the biggest PCM for, um, advice and just sticking to it like parents need to I mean you know this yourself as discipline with children you know that <laughs> if you it's so a slight crack the kids are running with that and they're filling it you know and they're they're just going with it um, but yeah I think is yeah and it's obviously it's very different if it's a Christian Christian family or if it's a you know a family that's not living um as Christians or you know living with the Holy Spirit it's, it's then again different um, um it was definitely one of the hardest things for me is that the Christ, the kids would be living in a a Christian family, um, like 90% of their time, um, sometimes 25, depending on what part of the year it was. And then the rest of the time they were going into this um, 
really different environment where there was there was no God there, or God was thought of in a different way. Um, and um, their whole perspective of how they did things was different. And so it's like my kids got, it was two completely different universes um, for them. And it was quite difficult uh, to try and navigate that. And it was different for me because my, my family was from, my kid, I was a single parent. And so my focus was God and the kids. So my focus is much more narrowed. But actually, Fonz, you were not, you weren't a Christian when you, you and Mark got together. And then actually, after you got you guys like were together a while, eventually you you became Christians and got married, and so you've got two different perspectives. So how just paint a picture for me? How different it was dealing with blended families as a non-Christian, and then can you tell me what difference like you see that now when you're trying to deal with things from a Christian perspective? Does that make sense? Because in my head, like, I suppose it's the testimony bit. What was it like before and how has God changed it, like, after? I guess for both of us, the way that we saw our children and our responsibility to our children was completely different before we were in Christ because we wouldn't have seen parenting as a thing. You know, it was almost like kids can be a bit of an inconvenience you know it's and, and parenting you know you just kind of shut them up or um just deal with things completely differently actually and um, obviously outside of Christ we're very selfish but when you come to Christ um and obviously you're in a relationship you're in a marriage and um, you realize that you've got a God-given responsibility um as husband and wife to shepherd their soul we take that seriously um I guess we've got somewhere to run to together and we've got that baseline unity in Christ and actually it is only by the grace of God that we are united to each other and, and able to deal with different complexities in parenting as, as, as any other family is and um, yeah because of Jesus but you just have that complete shift in your identity who you are as a person and then that does spill out into every area of your life but it is a work in progress um, like I say, I mean, you've still got all these ideas and all the hurts of the past kicking off and you bring all that in to the mix um, and it, it can be very difficult, but we're coming up 10 years married and I would say now the way that we deal with the children and, you know, each other is just completely different um, yeah, to the way in which we would have even a few years ago. Hmm. Um, last question, probably, because and it was one that I was thinking about is um, how, what is the responsibility, so what is the responsibility of our witness? So the one thing that used to, I, I used to, um, Ian talked about it, which is what made me think about it. He used to say that even when the, he says, when the Holy Spirit, um, he wasn't listening to the Holy Spirit, the traffic lights slowed them down. So when he got to, to the point where he was going to do something, um, he the the time had given him the, the space had given him time to think about it, so he didn't he rea reacted differently or when he was out of anger when something was going on in that situation, and so I was thinking about this like um, so one of the hardest things that I found when watching my kids go to to be part of this other family um, was was my weakness in that how I responded to that situation like um, if you were what. Well, not only the way that I brought up my kids, 
but also trying to deal with the responsibility of being a witness to like this other family when actually what I was doing was fighting in my head like the desire to smash them in the head with a baseball bat but it's just because I'm violent and evil but it was really difficult for me um, and I, I remember and I, I don't think it's any harder for any of us but that desire to want to be a godly witness in that and to to pray that so that every time I'm interacting because you have to I mean their dad's their dad and is always going to be in their life whether he has another family or not um the he's always going to be even on the basis of levels his their, his DNA still uh, is inside them and so the reality is that we are always going to have to interact with his family in some way shape or form and so um being a witness to that has, has been quite difficult. So I had to, I mean, I remember praying for hours that like taking pause before I responded to the text or phoning them just so that when I didn't respond, it was out of anger. But Fonz, you've also got that situation where you still have to dealing with some of your kids, just like Cameron's dad, for instance, you still have to interact with that. So how do you deal with the the baggage that's going on? Because of, I, don't, I don't mean now, because obviously the, times have passed and like um you've grown up in, in maturity like we all do but in the early days how was how that sh struggle when you were a, a new believer trying to interact and still thinking about how you're a good a good witness in that situation to the guy that like is is your kids like other dad mm. I think hats off to my husband because actually he's shown a lot of grace towards um my son's dad and he's purposely actually sought out um having communication with him which actually thinking about it has taken a lot and that actually does show a distinct quality of you know christ-likeness um you know even the other day they were talking on the phone about driving lessons um, and they both know it comes from a place of wanting the best for the mm. child and I know that's a very unique circumstance and situation and we're very blessed and fortunate to have that uh, but that has been a, a purposeful thing that my husband has done uh, knowing that that's that's important um, you know that they're on the same page um, and again with my daughter her dad's not been in his life and I've had to be quite I guess careful in not slagging him off you know a lot to her because she deals with a lot of hurt from you know being abandoned and rejected and and all that kind of thing and I don't want to impound that on her and if he decides to kind of seek out a relationship with her then that would be something you know that that yeah maybe happen but it is again we're all navigating these very certain circumstances and situations you might have people that have fled from abuse and you know adultery it is very heated um and a, a very difficult situation yeah it is hard to navigate you're right and every situation's like completely different mm. there's none of you could put two people with what it looks like on the surface similar situations we both know they're not going to be the same mm -hmm. yeah. um, I was actually thinking about as you said that like they also the the extended family like they're more than just related to their 
to their dad or their mum or whatever it is, but actually there's grannies and aunties. Made me think about what Tasha was saying earlier, the fact that actually the you also gain like all these extra family because you're blended, but actually there's all this other family that you still need to make sure they keep in contact with. Um, is there something I should have asked that I haven't? I mean, Fonz has always got a list in her head of stuff that we should talk. Sometimes I think she should be in charge. She doesn't bear. Uh, this actually got me thinking about Joseph. So he obviously was the role of Jesus's father. He he took on that role. Do you know what I mean? Like, I totally I'm not getting into a theological discussion, no, but... I was reading something. Like, well, yeah. was talking about the fact that we always go, the fact that... Mary was chosen to be Jesus's mother, but nobody ever thinks that he was chosen to be Jesus's father. And I'm I know. Like, I don't yeah. think that. And I know he, he like seen an angel and it was like, well, but he must have, like his bottle must have went a bit. Do you know what I mean? He must have been like, wow, well, you know, he's doing all the day-to-day -day stuff with Jesus. You know, we don't know what that was like, but he was literally parenting him. Um, yeah. You know, the, the son of God. Um, he stepped into that role. And I think God gave him that role as well. Um, I thought that was just amazing. Yeah, and I guess he would have faced, like, I guess what some families do face of the stigma of, you know, raising a child that's not yours or, you know, like, in the terms like secretly he had his own hearts, you know, like, I'm going to divorce her, you know, I'm going to, this is all done on the, like, the quiet. And then God's like, actually, <laughs> you know, my plan. Yeah. It's a good, good example. It is definitely a good example. Hey, girlies, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you. I just want to check quickly. I've answered all the questions the boys have asked us to do. Um, I think we have. Um, we're going to end it. Thanks for your time. Um, see you later.